Our people are scattered. Like stars in the galaxy. What are we? What do we stand for? Being a Mandalorian is not just learning about how to fight. You also have to know how to navigate the galaxy. That way, you'll never be lost. Welcome everyone from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone. So pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 501. Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Mandalorian to my child, a.k.a. Mando Jr., we've got Carl LeClaire. Uh, Mando Jr. I wonder if that's what will go by by the end of Season 3. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible, given some of what we got this, uh, you know, this trailer, so... <laughs> oh. My goodness, I, I had honestly, Jason, I had kind of forgotten we were getting this trailer uh, the other night, and uh, when it when it dropped, and I watched it, and then I watched it again, and then I watched it 11 more times after that, and I was like, oh my gosh, I am so pumped for this, this third season, um, and we're just a little over a month away from it. Um, Super, super excited to talk about it. We, we we called an audible. We had a different show planned for tonight, being that it's the 501st episode. We were we were initially going to talk all things troopers, kind of talking some of our favorite trooper moments. But we're going to put that episode on pause for a couple of weeks. Um, and we will revisit it because uh, we got some great, great some messages from some of you folks over on social media. And we definitely want to... Uh, honor honor the love for troopers but uh this trailer just it blew my mind i know you really enjoyed it as well and i was like let's let's just talk oh, about yeah. this this season three trailer well i mean let, let's be honest mandalorian has been one of the best things to have come out of star wars in the last couple of years and you know everyone it's almost been like universally appreciated and I won't say like loved because everyone you know has different ranges of you know how much they they enjoy some of these things but it's been universally appreciated as far as I can tell. Uh, and, you know, it keeps building and building goodwill uh, in the Star Wars community. And so when season three rolls around, uh, I mean, I'm going to be there right away to watch this. And I was super excited to get the trailer. I didn't know it was coming. And all of a sudden, Carl sends me this text saying, hey, did you watch the new Mando trailer yet? Uh, I was like, no, I didn't know it was coming out. He's like, I've already seen it a dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and like, I mean, I knew, I remember seeing it on, you know, the social media, like that it was that it was going to premiere during halftime of the Monday Night Football game this week. Um, and I just, I, I had a really long day at work uh, on Monday for Martin Luther King. We had a whole bunch of events on campus for that at work, which were really wonderful. But, but by the time I got home, I was just exhausted. And I was just like threw myself in my chair and I was 
reading a book and then my buddy Greg texted me. He's like, oh my gosh, when's this halftime coming? And I was like, oh, that's right. This is coming up t- tonight. And uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, what were your kind of initial takeaways, Jason, when you watched through it the first time? Um, well, I was really glad to see that, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the story that they've been leading us to at this point is a return to Mandalore. Mm. Um, and I was really, uh, excited to see that that seems to be the story in large part for the season based on what we're, we're getting here. I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to have a little bit of a buildup, uh, maybe some, some side stories, but we're going to be building to, you know, multiple episodes on Mandalore is what it appears to me. Um, and obviously we know that, uh, Gideon, uh, was the one who subjugated, uh, Mandalore. So we've got history there. See if he makes a return at all. I'm very curious about that. If he does, I'd be very happy because he's a great character. Um, so I think that as far as the narrative was concerned, I was very happy to see that they're following up on that and they're not going to try and like stretch it out, you know, into another season, you know, because uh, I'm sure, you know, we would still be around for a season four if they decide to make that and, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, I, I'm glad to see that they're they're keeping the story moving along in that way. Um, and I'm very curious to see how that all hands out the one of the the other things that uh really caught me initially is the relationship between din and grogu and how Mm. that seems to be changing a little bit there there definitely seemed din seems to be opening up a lot more um and showing his softer side to to grogu and grogu seems to be growing up a bit and that relationship between the two of them, let's be honest, is really why we're all coming back for season three. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so excited uh, to see where it goes this season. Yeah. I'll, so for me, when I watched through it the first time, I got to say, and uh, I think I like to talk about this because I think for for folks listening who are probably like you and I, Jason, obviously probably big Star Wars fans, pretty hardcore Star Wars fans. That's why you listen to podcasts about it. Uh, every now and then in life, I, I have what I call like some down some downspouts with Star Wars. It's not that I'm I'm never not in love with Star Wars, but sometimes I'm less invested than at other times. Um, sometimes it's just a, a factor of life, and I've been in a little bit of a downspout. Not again, not like. That doesn't mean I don't like Star Wars. It just means like, oh, I'm just engaged with other things right now and I don't have as much room for Star Wars. Um, and I I didn't know I needed it, but I kind of needed a shot of Star Wars adrenaline. And that's exactly what this trailer did for me. Um, you know, we, we talked a lot about Andor in the last few months. And, you know, we obviously did our season one recap. And while we both really appreciated the genius uh, of that show, for me, and again, I'm speaking for myself, it never really felt like Star Wars to me. It felt like a really great sci-fi drama, but it never quite felt like Star Wars to me. Um, and uh, this trailer, I was like, yes, this 
looks, feels, and tastes like Star Wars. Like, um, and and I know that you know that language is thrown around a lot, and I, I don't mean it to be this divisive thing where where I'm trying to say that one thing is Star Wars and other things are not. Because I know, uh, you know, some of my 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 closest friends absolutely ate Andor up as the exact type of Star Wars they wanted, and I'm so happy that they got it. It just wasn't the kind that I wanted. And this like Mandalorian has consistently been really good. Carl Star Wars, if you will. Um, so, and that's exactly what it felt like again. It just, it felt big. It felt mythical. It felt, um, I felt that level of escapism that Star Wars provides while also having a strong story embedded within that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing. Like when I f- watched the trailer the first time, I was just, I was just blown away because I was like, holy force, I've, I love Star Wars. And this trailer just reminded me why I love Star Wars. And I love Star Wars because it gets me excited to escape into a world that's so different and so other. Um, and again, like that was one of my, my, my personal critiques of Andor's. It just felt to this world. Um, watching this trailer, yeah. I felt like I was in the world of Star Wars again. And, and again, I, I, I'm real, I really want to be clear that these are my opinions. And I, I don't mean to imply that if Andor is your Star Wars, that you're not doing it right. Cause you absolutely are. And I'm so happy for you. Um, but that just, it wasn't my favorite Star Wars love language. Mandalorian hits that love language so perfectly for me. Um, and, and I was just so darn excited and that's why I just kept watching the trailer. Uh, cause it just, it felt like a mythical quest. Um, and each season of Mandalore Mandalorian has kind of done that. Like you were, you were talking about Jason, right? Like I think the heart of this story is the relationship of Din and Grogu. Um, and, yes. and I think that's true for both star Wars fans and for the average audience because, Mandalorian is the perfect show for non-Star Wars fans as well, right? Because it's not while while certainly season two tied in a lot of things from Star Wars, you know, with with Clone Wars references, with OT references, and even prequel references, they the story wasn't reliant upon them. The story was ultimately right. the story of a father and his and his and his son. Um, and it seems like season three, like you were saying, is furthering that story. Um and that's what I'm just I'm really excited about that. It just uh, seeing aliens again. That's super important to me. I want aliens in my Star Wars and we saw familiar aliens, which makes me really happy. Um, yes. The scene. So, uh, well, let's let's just dive into this. Uh, yeah. Um, kind of breaking it up in parts. I, I The way the trailer opens right with 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 Din talking about you know, the Mandalorians being scattered across the galaxy and, you know, who are we, what do we stand for? Um, my guess is that they might already, that, that those clips might be on Mandalore itself. Not quite clear. Doesn't really matter to me, but he's clearly found other Mandalorians of his creed would be my guess. Like these folks seem like they also are all obsessed with keeping the helmet on. (laughs) Um, and, uh, you're right. He's, He's rallying uh, people behind him. And I think this is a totally new role for for Din. He seems to be a leader. Uh, And uh, it's something I was thinking about as I watched the trailer multiple times is, you know, thinking about trailers today. Jason, you and I were talking about this before we started recording that one of the things we also love is that the trailer hints at so much without telling us anything explicit. Right. Um, Yes. But I think that modern trailers also even in and of themselves tell stories without necessarily mm-hmm. giving away what's actually going to be in the movie or, or show for that matter. And I think that this trailer does tell a story 
And the story begins with where we last left him. He he wants to go back to Mandalore. He wants to to make penance to get back into that tribe. Um, and what's really cool is the way the trailer opens. There's, if I'm remembering correctly, the even the music in the trailer. It's it's kind of a lot of snare drums. It's a lot of like soldier marching type music, right? Like he's rallying troops to himself. Um, and I just think that's a it's a really neat place for din to be in as din is now a leader of his people um makes sense he's got the dark saber last we knew mm-hmm. um yep. so he is rallying mandalorians to himself and is ultimately asking the question is what does it mean to be a mandalorian and i think he's asking that question for himself um because when we met him in season one he was part of this cult and in the second season, his eyes get open to the fact that there are other Mandalorians that exist in the galaxy. And now I feel like season three is his grappling with what does it mean for Din to be a Mandalorian? Um, and I'm really excited to see how they explore that question. Yeah. And uh, just on that note, uh, I remember the initial the teaser trailer that we got a couple months ago for this season. Um, Bo-Katan is... Uh, challenges Din mm-hmm. about you know the the specific you know cult that he's in the you know the she I forget what the specific words are but she basically says your kind tore us apart mm-hmm. uh, and you know he's going to have to work with her uh, in in order to retake Mandalore most likely and so it'll be very interesting to see if he's gathered up you know these other disparate Mandos from around the galaxy in order to, you know, to raise an army, so to speak. Uh, And his army is going to have to follow, is going to have to work with her army, or if there's going to be a challenge for hierarchy to see who's going to, you know, be in charge. And obviously he's got the dark saber, which means that technically that would be him, but she's the one who's been leading this fight for so long. So there's going to be a lot of, posturing and and uh tension between the two of them uh which will be very interesting to see how that you know works itself out um because i don't think din necessarily wants he didn't go into this looking to become a leader right but he's becoming one anyways and uh you know he he got a big you know sort of stepping stone in uh finding out, you know, kind of his own strength within himself during Boba Fett, uh, you know, as he was able to, you know, prove and and partner up with Boba Fett to basically rescue an entire town. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's he's got some strength that he's starting to, to see evidence of. And so... No, can I inter- Yeah, that... Just yeah, a quick interjection. Just, uh, just I want to piggyback off what you were saying there because that's a great point. Um, I never saw it that way, but in that that episode, the, the second episode he's in in a book of Boba Fett, um, where he he goes back to Cobb Vanth and essentially recruits him mm-hmm. to who. And to be fair, Cobb does that the the harder work of recruiting the the folks from Mos Pelgo. But still, Din has this ability to connect with people to rally troops. I mean, he even does that in. Um, 
you know, in the episode, the, the first season of episode two of Mandalorian, right? The Marshal, where he goes into Mos Pelgo and gets these people to work with the Tuscans for this common enemy. So yeah. he's already been hinted at the fact that he has this innate leadership ability. Um, so we kind of get to see that among his own f- his own uh, tribe now, uh, which I think will be really interesting to to explore because that's a great point. We've 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 been getting splint uh, like kind of sprinklings of he's capable of leadership. He's he's capable of inspiring other people to rally behind him for a cause. Um, so, and I think the big question now becomes, as you've been mentioning, Jason, is is his Mandalorian cause still so rigid in the way he understands it that it's going to be fully in conflict with Bo-Katan in season three, right? Is, is, is that going to be the, the, the driving conflict of season three is Bo versus Din? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know either. And that's, that is going to be the question and we'll have to wait and find out because they've given us between these two trailers enough interesting meat, uh, you know, to, to sort of look at and, and sort of take in, but it's like, hmm, how is it all going to come together? Mm-hmm. And that's what they're keeping for themselves, which I approve of. Um, <laughs> I think the other thing that I'm really uh, liking about this trailer in particular, and I mentioned it, is, you know, is that it looks like Din is starting to teach Grogu how to be a Mandalorian. Uh, because the the you know the sort of second uh, voiceover we get is that um, being a Mandalorian is not just learning about how to fight. Uh, you also have to know how to navigate the galaxy. Uh, that way, you'll never be lost. And it the implication because it's over him traveling in their you know modified N one starfighter, which I love so much, uh, <laughs> is that that he's teaching that to Grogu and since Grogu decided not to be a Jedi last season and in order to stay with the Mandalorian and or stay with Din, um, Din now has to step up and, and actually, you know, train him because, you know, the two of them are getting into a lot of trouble, a lot of scraps, a lot of dangerous situations. And, uh, you know, he's got to, Din's not always going to be able to watch out for him. So he's got to train him and got to teach him and and all this stuff. So uh, I love that fact that, that it looks like Grogu is, is starting to learn the ways of the Mandalorians um, this season. And I'm very curious to see how he's going to develop all of that, uh, especially considering his, you know, previous Jedi training and the fact that some of that might be coming up because it looked like we got a little bit of a flashback uh, back to uh, the Jedi temple in this, uh, where we saw a couple of Jedi igniting their lightsabers and uh, my suspicion is that's more of what uh, Order 66, you know, went down when he was at the temple. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As a young child. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we'll come back to that in a moment here. Um, but I, I kind of want to weigh in as well on this. Uh, the trailer then moves from him rallying Mandalorians to him being a dad to him being a mentor to Grogu. And it seems that he's training him to be a Mandalorian. Cause like you said, 
in that episode of Book of Boba Fett, uh, it's clear that Grogu chooses the Mandalorian way. Well, he, I don't think I, I want to rephrase that. He doesn't necessarily choose that. He chooses Din. I think that's what Grogu yes. chooses. And uh, kind of interested to see how they might mature Grogu's character because I think he's always just been this cute, like adorable sidekick. But I think where he's going to start coming into his own sense of identity. Um, and I think f- for Grogu choosing to leave Luke in the Jedi ways, I think it's less about it's not that he doesn't want to continue to become a Jedi. I think it's just he wants to be with Din um, rather mm-hmm. than Luke Skywalker, which I would, too, because Luke Skywalker and Book of Boba Fett is just a weird AI robot. Um, there, I said it. <laughs> um, but uh, um, yeah, I, I, I love that this trailer then moves into Din giving these really beautiful life lessons to Grogu about the Mandalorian way. It's not, you know, it, this isn't just about being a Spartan warrior, but it's about learning how to navigate the galaxy, how to interact with with people in the world around you so that you're never lost. I, I, I love that. That's such a beautiful lesson. Um, he... That's a great lesson for any parent to pass on to a child is how to how to exist in the world so that you're never alone. Um, so I really, really like that. And I think, you know, it's it's going to be this navigation of what does it mean to be a Mandalorian of the way now that Grogu's part of the picture? Um, mm. because Grogu doesn't have a helmet and I don't anticipate he'll have, I honestly, I hope he never has one. <laughs> I think that'd just be really silly looking. Um, it like would be very funny, silly because you'd have to cut silly. holes for exactly. his ears yeah, and yeah, that yeah. would just be such a, a silly looking, right. Uh, picture. It's cute, but, but silly. uh, but in like you sell plushies of that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. way. Yeah, uh, not in like, you know, he's a tough guy kind of way. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, our our friend Jen Subchakchai, who who we've had on the show a couple of times, she she made a beautiful observation in one of her uh, her Instagram posts today about about this trailer and, and mentioning how, you know, that that infamous line, this is the way, you know, she was she's talking about how uh, season three may, in fact, explore even that 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 line, that that creedal statement is. Maybe it'll grow beyond just uh, that Mandalorian dogma and it being more of this way of this is the way is a way of saying how Din and Grogu will navigate their way into the galaxy together. So um, mm-hmm. that statement will be still hold a, a very powerful truth for him, but maybe it'll transcend just this creedal understanding that he grew up knowing. Um, so I, I really loved Jen's point about that. Um so yeah, I'm 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 really excited to see uh, more hands-on parenting from Din and and uh, what it will mean for Grogu to become part of this Mandalorian creed and and can there be some flexibility within it? Uh, but yeah, the the heart of all of all of those little moments. I mean, all those little scenes of them riding together in the cockpit of the N one, you know, him on his lap and just yes. kind of in the, in the kind of the beautiful swirl of hyperspace as they explore the galaxy together, Din is working to make sure Grogu will be safe and sound in that galaxy. And that's, that's to me, the number one vocation of any parent is, is helping their child navigate how to exist in the world so that they don't get lost in it. Uh, that's pretty beautiful. Yeah. 
and and it looks like Grogu's uh, taking you know both the the training of the Jedi that he got from Luke mm. and the training he's getting from Din in how to survive uh, and putting it to good use because he you know force pushes a predator at the end of the trailer. Um, <laughs> so it literally looks like the Star Wars version of the Predator. It, Am I wrong? You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, and then you know the trailer then kind of jumps into. So I just again like like I kind of mentioned earlier, I feel like the trailers today do in and of themselves tell a story. Um, so the story begins with Mando rallying troops to himself. While also being a father and train uh, a mentor to this new Mandalorian, but then also it's his quest, his quest in season three, as was already insinuated in his episode in Book of Boba Fett, is this return to Mandalore so that he can uh, redeem himself for taking off that helmet, so that he can become part of that that uh, that tribe again. Uh, and then you know again we, we get another shot of the ruins of of Mandalore. Um, and he's clearly going back there. I mean, we get the shot of him with with the armor again. So he's he's very adamant about this quest. Um, you know, so season one's quest was getting Grogu to the Jedi. Season's two quest was completing you know that quest, getting him off to the Jedi. And it seems like season three is now that now that Grogu has chosen Din is Din wants to get back in with the the the, the group that brought him up. Um, and I'm just curious to see where that'll go because uh, I think you know that that I think it's the seventh episode, no sixth episode, sixth or seventh episode of Book of Boba Fett, the one that's basically a Mandalorian episode. Um, but we learn uh, to me. I mean, I have a lot of issues with the group he grew up with. They seem like a bunch of mm-hmm. fundamentalists, and I don't like fundamentalists <laughs> of any kind. <laughs> uh, they're dangerous because uh, they see the world yeah. as black and white, and the world is not black and white. Um, but uh, so it, I'm concerned for Din that he wants to get back in with this group so badly. I mean, I get it because he grew up with them. They raised him. They protected him. They cared for him. They showed him how to exist in the world so that he wouldn't get lost. So I they showed him the way they showed him the way. And it makes sense that he wants to get back in with them. But man, they're toxic. <laughs> so I I hope that in that exploration, um, you know, he he. F- he figures out how to transcend their limitations. Um, and I would I would also argue that Bo-Katan is also a bit of an extremist in a different way. Um, I don't know that necessarily just buying into her cause is the right way either. I think I'm my hope is that he kind of navigates a middle way between those two extremes. Um, yeah, because she's, she's definitely uh, in pursuit of freeing Mandalore but particularly with her at the head of it, um, you know, she's, you know, which, you know, fine, you know, maybe that's not such a bad thing in the long run if she's the one ruling Mandalore, but uh, you know, it does depend on some of the motivations and some of the lengths she's willing to go to, to ensure that uh, because it, you know, if Bo-Katan and the armor ever got into the same room, I can about guarantee you a brawl would break out between the two of them. Um, because they would not see eye to eye and not be willing to work with the other whatsoever, mm. um, in my my opinion. So, yeah, I, I definitely think you're right there that that Din uh, and I can't tell if the shot 
shots of the armorer in this trailer are actually from season three, or if it's just reused shots from season two to remind us of, uh, you know, what he's gone through and the fact that, you know, she said you're a Mandalorian no more and all that stuff. So I'm not sure she's going to be present too much. I, th- I do think it's her in season three. Cause it, okay. It, yeah. They look like the dialogue could certainly be reused, but she, it does look like she's in a it's different a location. location. Yeah. It definitely looks like okay. a new location. Um, so I, I do think she's going to be in this season. I thought so, but I wasn't sure. That, maybe that's where it was. The, the dialogue was sounding too familiar, mm. and so I was not matching the visuals. Okay. Um, but yeah, so obviously it looks like he's going to try and you know say, hey, I, I really want to make this right, so I'm going to go back. and Because that's what she said. You can only be purified on Mandalore. And so he's going to do that, but he's going to run into... Bo-Katan and she doesn't like, you know, the fundamentalist ways of, of his cult, uh, as we've called it. And he's been living and working on his own for the last while, uh, with the likes of Boba Fett. He's been dealing with Jedi, you know, Ahsoka, Luke, uh, he's been traveling with Grogu for all this time. Uh, obviously, he's made friends with Grief Karga. All of these people and, and Cara Dune, all these people have changed him. Um, and with him becoming more comfortable, possibly, in his leadership abilities, uh, perhaps he will forge a new way. And I think that would be an exciting path to follow. Uh and something I would really, really buy into and look forward to. So, yeah, likewise. Um, we, of course, get the shot of Pe- Pelly. You know, he, so he clearly goes back yes. to Tatooine for some reason. Uh, well, he gets uh, R4. R5. <laughs> you know, R5. R5. Yes, R5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. R5 uh, for his uh, Naboo Starfighter. Yeah. Um, I'm always happy to see Pelly. Uh, she's a great <laughs> character. I I'll be honest. I didn't care for her in season one, like the one the you know, the one episode she's in, the Gunslinger. But she grew on me fast. Um, yeah, it's, it, her yelling "May the Force be with you" is just delightful. Um, yeah. So she she's become this anchor character for him, just in this in a similar way to Grief Karga, right? We obviously he goes back to I can never remember the name of the planet that Grief Karga is on. Um, but uh, he, you know, uh, these are some of the it's anchors. Like on the t- He's established along his journeys. Uh, so mm-hmm. I like that he's going to reconnect with Pelly. Um, I think what I've appreciated about Pelly's relationship with Mando is I feel like even in her very first uh, appearance, she just recognizes the, in, the innate connection between Mando and, and Grogu. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and she's, of course, there for their reunion and Book of Boba Fett. Uh, so I think... I think she becomes kind of this, this she's central, their aunt. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. She she's become like this 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 aunt figure to to Grogu, um, and she's a nice place for 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 Din to check in. Um, almost like she's reminding him that, hey, wherever you go forward, as long as it's with Grogu, you're probably going in the right direction. Yeah, um, she grounds him. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like grief. 
Karga does the same thing because even even in the season one finale, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when they when Mando chooses to part ways with him in, in Cara Dune, you know, grief says to him something along the lines essentially of like, look out for this little one. But I have a feeling he'll look out for you, too. Right. It, it, again, it's a, yeah. this character who recognizes this innate connection between Din and Grogu. Um, yeah. And I, and I think grief provides that grounding as well. Um, mm-hmm. And uh so yeah, and then the tra- then the trailer kind of takes a turn, Jason. Um, for just just a few moments, we get yeah. to follow. Oh my gosh, do you remember this? What is that character's name? The Doctor from season one. Uh, um, doctor, I'm gonna look him up. Okay, cool. Well, while you're doing that, he looks like he's on Coruscant. Um, I've He's actually definitely on course. I've read a few people, Dr. Pershing, Dr. Pershing. Thank you. Um, I've read a few folks on social media saying that it is probably Kurson, but it could also be Hosni and prime. Um, if that's where the new Republic sets up their capital, maybe he's there. Um, because then we of course meet, um, gosh, I don't remember this character's name either, but he's in season two. Uh, he's in Kim's convenience. I love this actor. Uh, Oh, uh, he's, he's, uh, essentially a Republic trooper marshal or whatever you know he tries to recruit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh captain tiva carson tiva okay cool um his name is his name is literally in the closed captioning for the trailer oh good uh, nice um so I, I don't know if he'd be on coruscant i don't know i again it looks a lot like coruscant to me like could it be hosnian prime sure um, I think it's Coruscant. It would make sense yeah. that a formal Imperial might go back there for some information. Um, I just got to say this, Jason. It's great to see Coruscant at night again. It's great to see Coruscant look like Coruscant and or never looked like Coruscant to me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I knew it was Coruscant, but it always just looked like, I don't know, like a futuristic New York City. Um, again, that's just, uh, my some of my embedded biases against Andor's. It was just way too this world. Um, but uh all that to say, yeah. it just it, like him in that 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 uh, you know shuttle taxi speeder. Taxi speeder yeah. It looked like something right out of Clone Wars. Like it, it looked and felt like we were on Coruscant again, uh, which just excites me. And then and then that opens up this this other part that I wasn't really expecting for this season is you know him connecting then with uh, gosh, you just said his name. What was that character's name again? Captain Tiva. Yeah, Captain Tiva. Uh, I don't, I don't it, the trailer makes it sound like he's talking to Mandalorian. I don't know if he is, um, but he's indicating there's another danger out there and we see Dr. Pershing ideally on Coruscant. So I think, you know, they've made it clear that book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian and Ahsoka are going to be these three separate stories that will have a big tie in finale. I think that's mm-hmm. where we're going to get Thrawn. I think Moff Gideon's going to play part of the, the, that, that chapter, um, the empire's still kind of around. And I think that's what captain Diva's indicating. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know that Mando's going to really personally care at the time, but I think he's trying to imply that this is going to become a bigger threat. Um, so yeah, it almost makes me think that this is like their, their, uh, their teaser for what's coming next. Like, like we're going to get, you know, some more bits of, of this larger picture because it, it does seem like Dr. Pershing is at the center of something big. Obviously he was doing experiments on Grogu uh, for the force purposes. And that's why, you know, this whole series got started. Um, 
is because of all of, of that. Uh, but uh, and then he was connected with that that cloning facility that we saw in season two, which is giving us maybe maybe Snoke, maybe Reborn Emperor vibes. Uh, you know, from that. So uh, it it seems like Dr. Pershing is up to no good. And what he's doing is definitely part of a much bigger plot, a much bigger story. And I think you're right that, you know, uh, this is, this is something that's going to resolve much later. And maybe it'll be a story thread to get us into a season four of Mandalorian, but maybe It'll just give us something to launch off into what happens in Ahsoka, um, mm. you know, when, when that comes out. So, uh, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see, obviously. I definitely think he's on Coruscant, by the way. The, the architecture of the skyline and the speeder itself uh, tell me it's Coruscant. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm 99% sure that, that we're going back to Coruscant. And who knows, with it being so close to... Well, it's five years after Return of the Jedi, so maybe the New Republic has taken Coruscant back by this point, I would think so. Yeah. I was trying to remember if, if the Empire might still hold it, but uh, maybe not. So, But it's a big enough city, even an Imperial doctor can get lost there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I, I think with that, the fact that we now know that you're going to have these three series kind of start to tie together. And again, it feels like star Wars is doing a little bit of a marvely thing with that. Um, and hopefully they stick the landing and I think they will. Have they confirmed a season two of book of Boba Fett? I don't even know if they have. I don't think um, so. I've I could, not heard anything. I could care less. Like I've first, not been looking. <laughs> I, I don't care if they do or they don't like the first season was fine. I think that was the weakest show they've done so far, but um uh, all that to say, you know, they have certainly implied that these that these stories will interconnect. Um, so it makes sense that they you'll have this Dr. Pershing adventure maybe on the side and not directly tied to the Mando story. Um, if if they are, in fact, going to have this these tied together events, um, it makes sense to then start exploring them here. And then, like you said, maybe they'll start picking up some of those threads in the Ahsoka series, which starts this spring. Um, I'm excited to see where they're going to go with that, uh, and, and what that all could mean. Um, and, and how Mando sees his story possibly intertwined with that, because towards the end of the trailer, we see a, do you know that I can never remember the name of those Mandalorian fighter crafts? Um, do you know what they're called? Oh, the, uh, they're dagger looking craft, right? Yeah. 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 Dagger. They they have the wings that turn up when they land. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that you know, the, the derivatives of Tie Fighters are chasing one of those later on in the trailer. Um, it's the way they edit it and cut it together. It it's almost makes it look like it's it's Din flying that. I don't think it is. Wouldn't be surprised if it's Bo Katan's people. Um, but implying that there's still Imperials around Mandalore, so they are they are obviously going to have a battle with with Imperials as well. It's the Mandalorian Gauntlet Starfighter. There you go. That's right. Um, so so lots lots and lots of working working things going on here. Um, and then you know, like you said, you've got this great shot of four Jedi uh, 
approaching a, a door in what clearly seems to be the Jedi Temple that's you know about to implode. Yeah, probably evidence that we're going to get some more of Order 66 stuff. Um, I've seen some fan discourse already just in light of the trailer. Like some people are like, I'm so sick of seeing Order 66. And some people just saying, I can't get enough of it. Uh, I, I'm of the opinion that if it serves the story, give it to us. Um, and so far, mm-hmm. it's, it always has. Like, I get it if you're if you're sick of seeing it. That's fine. But I would say that every Obi-Wan Kenobi series, Book of Boba Fett's flashback. Um, all of them have served the story. Like they haven't just been there for fan service in and of themselves. They've been there for a reason. Um, so it makes sense. I think we'll, we'll get further fleshed out what happened to Grogu. You know, I mean, we learned in book of Boba Fett that he survived order 66, that somebody helped protect him and get him out of the temple. So I feel like we'll just see more of that story. Um, will we see Anakin again? I don't know. I kind of doubt it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, Hayden's back in the full, so you never know. <laughs> um, right. You never know. You could have it, and they could have filmed it while they were filming Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, exactly. you know. Um, but, yeah, it's possible. And uh, I think, you know, we only got a, a, a peek at, you know, Order 66 through Grogu's eyes. And it was very blurry. It was something he didn't want to look at, something he didn't want to face. Yeah. Um at the time and and he has to grow up so he's going to be growing up obviously we're seeing that he's growing up uh, in this trailer in this season he'll be growing up and so that is he's going to go through something where he's going to have to look back and you know confront what happened to him yeah. uh and and i think that's what we're getting here and yeah i think so too uh, and that makes sense so for sure um, and you know, the, the trailer then takes us into some sort of Mandalorian action on a, I don't know if it's the same planet where grief Karga is, uh, where the Kowakian monkey lizards are, and you've got Mandalorians coming, you know, dropping out of a drop ship. Um, but what, what at least this, this, this battle sequence indicates to me is the Mandalorians, this, this could even be a flashback for, for Din. Um, this could be, although no, it's definitely not because if you go to the, literally the one minute, 21 second mark, you get that, that big trooper that he fights for the dark saber, the guy with the big gun yeah. who's voiced by John Favreau. You see him with his Pax Vizsla. Yeah. Pax, Paz Vizsla. Paz Vizsla. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he, he's marching into the, to the fray here. So yeah, you've got this, you've got these Mandalorians going into action somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. If this is in fact, I don't know. I'm, I I don't even care to speculate. I don't care. But it's it's clear that there's going to be a lot of Mandalorian action. Um, and then you know the, the the trailer essentially closes out with <laughs> almost trying to imply with the you know the way they edit it together with the voiceover with Mando saying this is the way, and then Grogu using a f- big force push <laughs> for to throw aside this bounty hunter or whatever that character is. Um, you know, you've got, you've got Grogu uh, tapping into all of his skill sets, um, to keep himself safe. And I like that. It's like him coming out of a cave, right? I mean, that's, that's very mythical storytelling language is to descend into a cave to to confront yourself and then coming out changed from that experience. And 
Grogu comes out, maybe understanding that he can use the force and not be a Jedi, which I've always loved that. And I mean, that's Ahsoka's story, right? She, yeah, I'm sure we'll see that explored even more in her series later this year. Um, you know, long after the, the events of the original trilogy, she's still running around in the galaxy, not as a technical Jedi, but very much a force user. Um, so mm-hmm. what's Grogu's relationship going to look like with that? Yeah, it, it is going to be very interesting because, you know, as we we saw, he just, he decided not to become a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And now he's got to figure out what that means. And, you know, I, I do love this shot because obviously, like I said, it, it's literally the Predator in, in Star Wars form um, attacking Grogu or attempting to. Um, and is it just me or is that final shot of Grogu coming out of the cave? Does he have a smug look on his face? Just like a little bit of smug self-satisfaction? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it, look, it yeah, looks, yeah, I'm with smug you on and that. Self-satisfied. And yeah. I think that's kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like he's very in control of this, this encounter. Like, nah, bro. Oh, you yeah. got nothing on me. <laughs> Exactly. He's <laughs> he's liking the fact that he's in charge of this situation right now and he's feeling good. Yeah. So, which I think that's hilarious. So, uh, I I'm really looking forward, you know, I've mentioned it a few times, but I'm really looking forward to see how they mature Grogu in this because I think that's kind of the next logical step. He's been just a baby for so long and then he really just started getting trained in Book of Boba Fett, which is now going to kind of accelerate his development, I think. So yeah, it's it almost seemed like he was saying something to Din. Uh, they, in early in the, in the trailer, they when Din is is telling um, uh, the the armorer that he's going to go to Mandalore. There's a shot um, of Grogu. Oh, Grogu. Right there, just yeah. by by Din's feet, and he looks up, and it almost looks like he's he's starting to say something, like, and not just the cooing that he's normally been doing. Um, so I wonder if we're going to hear Grogu's first words in this season. Maybe we'll find out in a few short weeks. Well, not. I mean, maybe maybe that won't happen right away, but yeah, I don't know. That'll be that'll be really interesting to see. Um, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. And thanks to Tales of the Jedi, we know that that species, it doesn't necessarily all speak like Yoda because in Tales of the Jedi, Yaddle speaks, you know, regular, straightforward English. Um, right. So who knows how Grogu, yeah, yeah. Grogu will, will, will speak. His first words will be, I have spoken. Um, <laughs> I, oh, <laughs> man, I miss Quill. <laughs> Me too. I wish, I wish he had survived season one, but uh, it was not to be. It wasn't. Um, um, but yeah, that, it's jeepers. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm just so excited for the show now. I mean, the first trailer we got was really cool too, but this, this one just kind of took it to the next level for me. It, it, like I said, kind of at the start of the episode, just what really worked for me is it feels like a very mythical quest tale. Um, yes, that is going to further develop the relationship that has anchored me in the show, which is that of Din and Grogu. And then all these things happening on the outside and, and, and how they respond to that, uh, how that will bring them closer. Probably. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to explore. Me too. Me too. Uh, any predictions? 
no, I think with with the way Disney Star Wars works, aka where we get new things like every other month, <laughs> um, I try not to make predictions and just go into things excited and 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 take them as they will be. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't really have any big any big predictions. Um, yeah. How about you? I figured I'd just ask the no, I don't either. Yeah. I was asking the question because I I know you know a lot of us you know, in the fandom, like to try and prognosticate and predict and kind of, you know, find all the hidden clues and come up with the conclusion of what it's going to be. And I see all these things and sometimes people are right, but more often than not, they're not. So I was just curious if you had any ideas. Um, I don't, I just, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. no, nothing nothing big. I just, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see, see where the story goes next. Um, I think, I think the one big thing I'd love to see, somewhat explicitly addressed in the season is just what will it mean for Din to understand himself as a Mandalorian? That's the thing I'm most interested in now. Uh, Yeah. That's, I think for me in season three, that's the question I'm most interested in is, is, um, and I I was actually talking to, to my buddy Greg and, and our pal Ben the other day, just via text and, you know, mentioning how I've, I've never been a huge fan of like Mandalorian stuff. Like I, I never cared about Mandalorian culture or all that. And I've always enjoyed it. Like, I think they look cool. Um, mm-hmm. and clone wars explored it in kind of a new way. I've never really, just never really cared about that stuff. Um, I still honestly still don't, but what I do care about is how, how Din chooses to define that. That's what I care about. I care about it just because of him. Like, I love that character, and I'm interested mm-hmm. in how he understands what it means to be a Mandalorian. So that's what I'm curious about understanding. Um, and, and I guess, like, I, well, let me ask you this, Jason. I feel like the trailer implies that Grogu is in training to be a Mandalorian. Do you think that's true? Like, it. Is that is that where they're going forward from this? Is is Din now training Grogu to be a Mandalorian? Uh yes. I don't think it's ultimately going to work though. I think I think, you know, his Din is in a very binary state of mind a lot of times we've seen. And a lot of the show has been kind of breaking him out of the this or that mindset. Mm. Um in, in, in certain areas. Um, and I think, you know, to Din, if Grogu decides not to become a Jedi, that means he has to become a Mandalorian. But of course now he isn't one anymore. So he's got to fix that, but he's also going to teach Grogu how to be one. If I were to guess though, I'd say we're going to get to the end of this and Din and Grogu are just going to go out and do their own thing. Hmm. Um, you know, maybe they'll call, maybe he'll call himself a Mandalorian again. Uh, you know, the, the, it's highly likely considering it's the name of the show. Um, but his definition of what that is, uh, to your point, will be different. And I think he will, I think, what he will try to instill in Grogu will at first be difficult and maybe go against his skill set slightly, but they'll quickly fix that and figure out a way to 
balance both of their skills and philosophies for lack of a better word um, together and kind of be their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to know in, we're going to know very soon. Yes. March 1st is when this all starts. Yes. And uh, very excited about all of that. Yeah. I think I might, I might do a, a, a Mandalorian rewatch between now and March 1st. Cause I haven't, I haven't watched the show in a while. Yeah. I'm going to have to do it too. Um, and I'll have, and I'll include at least the last couple episodes of Boba Fett book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, I think you kind of have too. to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, let, let's be honest. Book of Boba Fett is really just Mandalorian season 2.5. I've said that multiple <laughs> times, but just a reminder, uh, <laughs> Mandalorian yeah. season 2.5. Yep. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've talked about as much of as we're going to get out of this trailer. Um, So, Carl, if people want to weigh in their thoughts on this trailer or comment on any of ours, where can people get in contact with us? Yeah, well, we are on Instagram at The Wampas Lair. You can always follow us on Twitter at Wampas Lair or shoot us an email at WampasLairPodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. And uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? This is the way. This is the way out of this podcast. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to episode 501 of the Wampas Lair podcast, Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampas Lair.